This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. This is Rocky Romero of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and you are listening to the Super J Cast. Woo! Asuka! Hello everybody and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Damon McDonalds. Uh, Damon, it is February 17th, mm. so three days removed from Valentine's Day. How was your Valentine's Day? Did you have a romantic one? No, just did absolutely zero. Nothing. Um, I have a, a lovely wife who uh, does not give a single shit about the Valentine's Day. So it's just a day. We don't, even, we don't even acknowledge it in this house. What do you think of that? So no, we did nothing. What did you do? I got bitten by my mother-in-law's dog and spent the evening in uh, A&E at the local hospital in the arse end of nowhere. It's not not a huge city I'm in at the moment. It's a small town on the uh, border, right on the south of Thailand, on the border with Malaysia. There's a place called Padang Bezai. You can look it up if you want. So... Uh, yeah, we're not exactly talking the most um, high-tech uh, medical facilities here. So yeah, I spent most of my evening there uh, getting treatment for that, getting some rabies and tetanus shots. Oh so, my god! Yeah, that was <laughs> that was my Valentine's Day. Oh my god! Is that now? If you don't mind me asking, do they still shoot the the like back in the day when you were a kid? When I was a kid, anyway, back in the olden times. They would say if you got rabies, you had to get sh- shots in your stomach. That's where you got the sh- like. How do they do it now? It was just shoulder okay. in the shoulder. But I need to have. Well, I have one follow up today. I've got to have two more follow ups in the coming weeks. Oh. I thought you were going to ask, did, did the dog have to be shot because <laughs> it bit me? <laughs> well, that was my next one. No, it was, like apparently the the dog has had its its vaccinations and everything. Um, okay. My mother in law apparently did that herself because there's no, <laughs> there's no vets around here. Uh, the dog was just playing. The dog's called Chayen, iced tea. Uh, so the dog was just playing, like chasing me and Esther around the garden, and it just gets a bit too enthusiastic and jumped up and just nipped me uh, on my arm, my tricep area, and drew blood. So I thought better to be safe than sorry. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't an act of malice on the dog's behalf. So the, the dog is fine. The dog has not been shot. All right. Worry. Okay. <laughs> I I worry about this. Um, I worry about both. Uh, but everybody's okay. Um, that's terrible. That's terrible news. I guess uh, no, no romantic. Because I look forward to those uh, Instagram posts from you. You know that. Yeah, I lo- I, so it's a highlight of my day when I see uh, all the delicious dishes that you dine on. And I figured Valentine's Day would be a special. You'd have some fucking wild boar ravioli with fu- you know some sh- fucking crazy thing. Uh, yeah, but didn't really. I didn't really see it th- this time. Yeah, we we had a nice meal. We went to basically the Get only <laughs> <laughs> the only sort of proper restaurant. There's a, a Tesco supermarket about 50 mm. minutes drive away, and they've got a restaurant called MK, which is a, a Thai chain of hot pot restaurants. So we, right. we had hot pot for lunch, which was quite nice. We got half and half. It's like uh, we had a Japanese style one. So half of it was. Uh, tonkotsu broth and the other half with uh, Japanese sukiyaki broth and of course neither of them tasted anything like 
you know, this, this is a problem with, you know, well-traveled people like me and you, David. When you've had real tonkatsu, as we did uh, over a year ago, the day oh. before, uh, the, the day of Wrestle Kingdom 14, then it's very difficult to, for me to sit in this Thai hot pot restaurant and order this thing that's supposed to be tonkatsu and taste it and be anything other than completely outraged <laughs> how far short it falls of what I expect tonkatsu to be. But there yeah. you go. I'm, I'm a spoiled, spoiled little boy. Hey, listen, at least you get to compare, you know, I guess, I guess if you look on it that way, at least you have the opportunity to be able to compare. Um, I got my first vaccine yesterday. I was, I was officially vaccinated. Um, and then I go for my second shot in two weeks. So moving right along, Joel, me and, uh, me and Cheryl just, uh, got it. So any, uh, any hilarious side effects? I mean, just for for terms of entertainment, (laughs) right? I'm hallucinating right now. Actually, it may be strong urge to vote for uh, Democrats. (laughs) Right? Again, it's amazing. I I will say this. I will absolutely say this, and without without hesitation, it was. It had the potential to be the biggest clusterfuck of anything because it was run by the government, right? And the state of New Jersey specifically. It had the opportunity to be the biggest fucking mess ever. And I am proud to say that this was maybe the most efficient process, rivaling that of Narita Airport, right? Uh, of inefficiency and, 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 and swiftness and people having a clue of what's going on and... Like, there was no one walking around that had a look on their face like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, right? You were, you were, so we get there, and it's a converted shopping mall. So this, this vaccination is in a, in a big shopping, um, uh, like an anchor store. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but, um, but it's called Lord and Taylor. So it'd be like a Macy's or like a, you know, like a big, big store, right? But it's empty. So they convert it. Everything's, everything is gutted from this Lord and Taylor's, and it's now a massive vaccination spot. So we had an, an appointment, right? You had to make an appointment and get an appointment, all this stuff, uh, almost like a lottery. And then um, based off of need, and because Cheryl's parents are very, very sick, and so she actually qualified as a caregiver. And me too, shockingly enough. Um, so we get there, Joel, and uh, we had a 9 o'clock appointment. And we get to, to the mall. And there is a line from here, I mean, wrapping around the building. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm going to be here forever. Uh, this is going to be a, just a, the clusterfuck in my mind. So we wait in line. And we were probably in line maybe 15 minutes. And this is a super long line. And people were there kind of like giving people instructions of, of what to expect, what to do, what they needed, what they had to, had to have out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we get there just efficient. And like you had to go to certain stations and then they moved you to another station. Then they moved you to another station just you know, for the check-in process, for the uh, expectation process. And then the next thing you know, you're sitting down, you got your shot, and then you wait 15 minutes. They put you in a sep- another section where you're waiting 15 minutes just to make sure nothing happens. And then 
you schedule your second dose. Um, and it was just, it was like clockwork. I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe how I was so proud of them because it was efficient and, and unbelievably great. So if anything, as much as this country has fucked this up, this was, this was a, a proud moment. Nonetheless, the fact that we had to get one was a little crazy, but okay, we finally got it. Here we go. We're a proud moment for the US of A. I feel this podcast is becoming an important historical artifact that uh, people are going <laughs> to ponder over for years. You know, you can track the pandemic from me being in China, being stressed out about it, and thinking, Oh, it's probably just going to be sort of localised to where I am. And then it becoming this big global thing that fucks up the whole world to you catching it and then you getting vaccinated. It tells quite a story, doesn't it? The old it's amazing. Trust. I mean, and, and then you figure, you know, Esther being born and just the whole lockdown and the, you know, uh, you not being able to get, I mean, just... Yeah, I mean, I don't understand why, like, CNN or, <laughs> you know, a major news organization has not tracked this story through our podcast. Because, yeah, it was in your backyard, for crying out loud. Um, and, and it, yeah, you just it is an amazing thing. Pro wrestling scoops and interesting takes and funniness and the fact that we are fucking great at this. Uh, over and above that. You have a you have a historic timeline of this fucking COVID nonsense. Yeah, it's a, it's an, it is it is amazing. So Why you aren't just we rich? Why aren't there? we rich from this? Why? I know <laughs> it's not fair because we we won't we haven't started a Patreon because I'm um, no. firmly against capitalism. So this podcast is always going to be free because uh, I'm uh, an anarchist. Oh. I've just, I've just been watching a lot of YouTube videos by this guy called Thought Slime and it's <laughs> yeah, it's starting to change the way I think about things. So, yeah, this this is a free podcast and enjoy it. I hope it brings a, a little bit of enjoyment to your lives. Um you mentioned the scoops there, Dave. I think we officially need a victory lap stinger. I yeah. I'm, I'm not cuz I just finished playing Final Fantasy 6 on the Super Nintendo. I'm nominating the uh, the victory jingle from that to be our victory lap stinger. So, I'm going to get Get in touch with Dan and have that inserted right now. As we take a victory lap for the Finjuice appearance in Impact Wrestling. Who knew, Damon? Dropping a few breadcrumbs in there. And just mere hours after the podcast went live, we saw David Finley and Juice Robinson appearing in Impact Wrestling. Now, I haven't seen the match myself. From what I've heard, it's a, a nice little five-minute match, what you'd expect from Finn Juice. A bit more of a traditional wrestling match to the uh, Kenta offering from AEW Dynamite that we saw uh, a week ago. But um, it does raise questions about the movement in the industry as a whole. Uh, Dr. Gary says, does the Forbidden Door... Oh, no, actually, I'm not going to ask you. First of all, thoughts on Finn Juice in Impact, Damon. Um, do you think that's a good move for them? And do you expect others to follow suit? I mean, I don't think it's going to be a long-term thing. It feels like, uh, you know, it's it's a a quick hit. You know, once quarantines are lifted and they're able to to travel a little bit more and get back to Japan, but everybody's got to make a buck or two. Right? I don't have any problem with it. it you know, I'll, I'll, I'm, I I don't. It is kind of exciting, isn't it? 
I mean, just to have that idea of the guys that you follow now hopping over to a to a promotion. Let's see what happens. Um, you do get opportunities for matches that you may not uh, have had the opportunity to have seen. So I don't think there's any negative to it. Uh, I mean, they're on American TV. I mean, it's access. That's where they were before, right? Um, so no. I, I mean, if, if anyone can, could, could, could give me a, unless they went out there and jobbed, you know, in two seconds to, you know, some tag team I can't even name, then no, there's no, there's no downside to this. Um, well, were you surprised given the history between Impact and New Japan Pro Wrestling that there apparently was a bit of soreness over the way that Okada was treated when he was on excursion there? Yeah, that seems like it was a, I mean, I know that memories still, hold true but it seems like that was a long long time ago um and 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 completely different management and you know it was a long time ago um i you know i mean i don't know what the working relationship with um don callis wound up being um at the end with him leaving um i'm assuming it was okay um (laughs) i mean i know people people kind of poke fun at some of the situations that he got himself into when it came to travel and such and, uh, uh, you know, getting to shows on time. But uh, aside from that, uh, I haven't heard a bad thing about Don Cal, even though he did rip me personally on a, on a Tokyo Dome show. Um, but I think it's a good thing. If, if guys can get work, guys can get work. I, I did want to kind of double back a, a second – on one point, though, I love the fact that we break things like we knew, obviously, um, on the show and not on Twitter. Like we didn't say a fucking peep on Twitter. I love that. I love that. You got to listen to the show. That's my. That's I, I feel like that's my new thought process in all this. Like if we get anything and if we want to share it, we share it here, and because Twitter. I don't even know if that results in any more listeners. I don't know if it, all it does is result in more headaches for us. Like when we break something on yeah. Twitter, you know what I mean? And then it ends up on Reddit, right. which doubles the number of headaches because whatever you said immediately gets taken out of context. Like, for example, Jay White's contract is up. There's a 50, well, the company thinks it's 50 50 that whether he stays or goes becomes Super J Car said Jay White is signing with WWE. And, right. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. It's not right. worth it. We don't. What do we get out of it? Nothing. We get we get headaches and we get stress and we get anxiety and we get ugh. Look at like I don't feel good when that happens. Um. So I and and the people who listen to the show they know they already know they're the smartest. And, and sorry, if you're listening to the show and we do drop something, don't put it on Reddit because they don't deserve it. They don't. I mean, here's the thing: you can do whatever you want. I mean, what are we going to say? You can't do it. I mean, but but. We don't care if you do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we don't give a shit. Um, like, I mean, honestly, how many... I don't think I've posted anything on Reddit, period, in years. Like, an actual post. I may have commented on something, but, like, it's been years since I've even posted anything on there. Um, you, I think I, you have to cultivate that particular audience. I know keeping it strong style do a lot of hard work. They've kind of made Reddit their thing. So it's a very 
they get a lot of positive engagement from Reddit, but I just I don't have the time no. or the, the energy to to do that. Unfortunately, I'd rather be the best podcast than have <laughs> upvotes. I gotta be honest. With you. I'd rather I'd rather have the I'd rather have the office contacting us than getting upvotes. I'd rather have you know I'd rather have what we have. I'm I'm perfectly content with with that. Thanks. What are we talking about again? Oh yeah, Finji. <laughs> you, uh, I, I suspect they won't be the last, and it seems that there's kind of free movement of labour between these companies right now. And as I've said many times before, I'm a big fan of the Tamas Island podcast, and just the amount of trash talking coming from Mr. Tamatonga, I would be shocked if he and his brother did not appear on one or more of those shows at some point in the future obviously they're in japan right now but i wouldn't bet against them popping up on dynamite or uh impact maybe even as iwgp heavyweight tag team champions so i don't think finjuice are going to be the last people uh, from new japan appearing on either of these shows yeah and i think that's again once again that's that's a good thing i don't think that there's anything wrong with that um Again, you want to make sure that you're used properly, and there is a uh, there's a mutual benefit. But yeah, I mean, I right now I I don't see anything. If if their home base is the United States, um, you would think that you would see that. I think one of the more interesting and again speculation is like the homegrown Japanese talent. Making a little, uh, making waves here, and vice versa. I mean, I know that wrestlers love to drop little breadcrumbs on it, and who knows, even if he's going to hold on to this fucking title for for much longer. But when Tanahashi starts yapping away about look at where I can take this fucking title, or watch me, you know. Does it does raise an eyebrow or two of okay? And Tanahashi is a guy. Uh, and Tanahashi, again. Like, I, he What's is that? someone who would just Tanahashi is a guy who would just say whatever pops into his head to stir up the most controversy. So I would take that with a pinch of salt myself. But uh, I again, you know, he he is no stranger to the um, the AW people. You know, there, there's right? a lot of hoo-ha about him sending his birthday greeting to Jericho and he was the person who came up with a forbidden door phrase so yeah it wouldn't stun me and of course uh, there was um, Dave Meltzer talking about the possibility of Okada appearing on Dynamite at some point in the future we know that Okada is a big fan of the Young Bucks he seems to have a really good relationship with them when they work together so uh, of course he worked one of the the central matches at uh, All In back when that happened so that That one seems like an inevitability at some point that Okada would be making the move over there to appear on their show. Um, when do you think that would be, Damon, if at all? Uh, I think before the end of the year. What do you think of that? I think before the end of this year. Yeah, it wouldn't stun me. I mean, all, all bets are off at this point, aren't they? Um I guess it would just have to be during a P 
period of time where he is not needed by New Japan. Um, I mean, judging by his recent output, you could argue that. <laughs> could be tomorrow. Go, go now, mate. Yeah, we'll but, get but I've got a big I've got a main event, a Sakura Hall against Evil. Don't worry about that. It's fine. We'll, <laughs> right. we'll sort something out. Well, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. All right, your bags packed? Oh, no? We, well, we packed them for you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> mm. Sorry, I'm taking a big swig of drink. Um, yeah, I think... I mean, when do they usually do that U.S. tour in the summertime, right? Um, when they would hit like Philly and Boston, and I know that one was in maybe more autumn-ish, but like September-ish might be. Well, G one. What? All right, so, what's the deal with the fucking Olympics? I keep forgetting. I think about that. I think that's off at this point. I will be stunned if the Olympics takes place this year. Uh, but they're not going to move. In G1. spite of that, I don't know. You don't know. Maybe the G1 bookings have already been made. Maybe they already have that plan for October. So who knows? Right. So if it is, I mean, summertime's a great time in the United States East Coast. Just saying, right? Um, by that point, again, I'm speculating based off of, you know, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a decent amount of people. They're they're letting people back in arenas, Joel. Just FYI, like. Not full capacity, like, and and there's a lot of hoops that people have to jump through to get in in a building to watch live sports. But there are pockets of this country where, if you wanted to go see an NBA basketball game, or if you wanted to go see NHL hockey, or you a fuzzy concert, <laughs> or a fuzzy concert, or have your wife show up at a <laughs> never mind, um, you could have <laughs> rally. I'm gonna rally. Ugh. Uh, you can have... I, just, I love the way that popped up and we we're all supposed to be like, you're joking. I can't believe it. Not... <laughs> right. Right. Oh, Lord. <laughs> just... I, here's another thing. Matt, like, you know he's sitting there thinking, oh, my God, I hope these fucking pictures don't get... Oh, my God, I hope these fucking pictures don't get... <laughs> you know what I mean? And then... Boop! <laughs> Will you shut up on Facebook, please? Jesus Christ. It, it's no worse than the financial receipts that we saw popping up on WrestleNomics several months ago. So, you know, it's, uh, someone shared that with me, the, the thing about his missus, and I was just like, yeah, uh-huh, and? <laughs> right, right. Uh, well, listen, uh, I, I mean, whatever. So, anywho, uh, what were we talking about, Joel? You, you Let got me throw a question at you. Uh, uh, Dr. Gary <laughs> says, does the forbidden door being open actually benefit New Japan? Kenshin, AW, Finjuice and Impact, etc. But does New Japan actually need anyone in reverse, aside from rehashing old stories? Omega, Okada took my enjoyment of New Japan to the next level, but I'm not sure I want to see it again. So, uh, Damon, lay out if, for us, if you will, what New Japan are getting out of this. Oh, I think New Japan... Look... We, 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 people love to take swings at us for busting on Kenny Omega's balls. Um, and I don't think there's, and I, I Joel, I, I think we're in agreement. I mean, I, I, Joel, Kenny Omega was one of your favorite pro wrestlers at one point. No, I mean, I still love watching him wrestle as well. Right. This is no, no knock on his ability as a wrestler. He's incredible. Like sometimes his, out of the ring shenanigans can you know be a bit eye rolling, but I've you know I've said multiple times over the last few weeks if there's a possibility to get him back and work a big match with Ibushi, for example, do it. Why not? Why would you not do that? I think 
I mean, I can understand why some more hardcore New Japan fans are, are not so keen on that idea. I mean, I can only speak for myself and say I want to see it. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm not gatekeeping by any means. Saying oh, I don't want these guys in New Japan. Like I say, get, you know, it can be the, the people who have thrown up these si- right. Right, they can't just jump in exactly the you know like I would want. Ideally, I would love to see some things tweaked, right? But the idea of Kenny Omega walking out after a G one or before a G one and having him plop his goofy ass in that tournament, I would. I would be fan fucking tastic. You're kidding me? Right, and dare I say it, Damon? After these uh, these two new beginning in Hiroshima shows, neither of us were like, "Well, that is perfect. This this right. is the ultimate product here. There's nothing I want to change. No one knew I want to bring in here. I'm, I'm loving every second of this." Right, right. That I mean, we're we're in the midst of some of the dry, driest of toast uh, in the history of this fucking company. It feels like. Uh, yeah, so the idea of that being a spark and an energy, and trust me, it would be. You can't sit here and say that you wouldn't be a, a new level of excitement for it, for, for pro wrestling in general. So Kenny would probably be top of my list. I mean, I, I mean, and, and again, you don't. It doesn't have to be exactly the same, but. I'll take the majority of same, sure, and I'll even I'll take the bucks. Come on, they're good. They 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 are. I, I, they're they're good. Um, do I want to see best friends? Okay, probably not. Right. Um. I mean, there's 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 I would have no problem just bringing in those three guys and to to to. To add a little bit of spice, um, right? And, and, and the point is, you put you get the big names in the big spots, and I think you will see tangible growth in things like New Japan World subscriptions, or you know, if uh, New Japan start running events in the US again in the yes. future, then a bit of partnership with AW will see those ticket sales bump because you know they, they, they weren't exactly flying off the shelf for like the G One in Dallas, for example, and right. if you don't believe that throwing a Kenny Omega or Young Bucks or even Cody who you know I've not exactly his biggest fan but I am fully aware that if you throw those names on a show like that then you sell a lot more tickets than New Japan sold without them right and again this is all with a little asterisk that says okay we need to make sure this is mutually beneficial we don't want to look like total boobs uh we don't want to look like second tier um and I don't think it. I don't think it would be. I think. Look, look. You sat here a couple of weeks ago and said I've been salivating for a proper invasion angle, all of my pro wrestling life. And I think the people that are involved in a potential here, one absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? So now we have the distance, and we have a little bit of even rivalry built, and and. I don't want to say hatred, but there is that you know little side eye kind of mm, fuck you AEW and, and AEW fans kind of doing the same thing back, and there's this little built-in rivalry. Look, if this happened, it would it has the potential to blow the fucking roof off the joint because the the, the people that are running the shows 
the one thing that we have that that is over and above everything else is we have pro wrestling people that are pro wrestling fans that understand the history of pro wrestling that are going to be make these decisions and hopefully not make the same dumb mistakes that other companies have made. That's that's what we have. We have the potential here. And 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 that's exciting for me. Um, now, imagine if there's some way that Impact were involved in this. And and it feels like they are with with Kenny kind of holding this title and 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 making a scene there. You know, holding the AEW title and, and popping in with Don Cass. You know, so there's already that built in. So, I don't know. Like, the potential is there for some really great fucking moments. And I feel like... I feel like everybody can benefit from it. From Impact to AEW to New Japan. Imagine some of those fucking shows. In front of, you know, a ravenous crowd. It, it has the potential. To be awesome. And I don't know. I don't see a lot of draw. Look, and and to add to that, Joel, it's not like everybody's rolling in the bucks. Pardon the pun. It's not like everybody's rolling in the money. Everybody's looking at each other, and they're looking at their bank balance, and they're looking at, well, okay, another, another non-profitable month. Another non-profitable month. Okay, we can't run shows here. Okay, half capacity. Everybody's doing the same thing. They gotta make up for lost time. They they need they need something big. They need something big more than we need something big. Keep your eye on the summer. Keep your eye on the summer. Yeah, and it's quite hard to transition from that into talking about a road to castle attack because oh. you know, when when your text rolled in for me like six a.m. this morning, hey, do you want to do a show? And I was like, oh fuck, that means I've got to watch four road two shows today. But I did it. I held my nose. <laughs> they weren't. They weren't bad. Let's be fair here. But they were a bit of a struggle to get excited about them after what was a disappointing new beginning in Hiroshima. Uh, the attendances are pretty low. The, the night two in particular. God, it was like 300 people there. And I know there are mitigating circumstances, you know, state of emergency, pandemic, second show of a, a, a four stretch at Quarakuen. Um, you know, it was on a Monday, I think. So I understand all the reasons why the attendance was low, but it just, it looked nearly like an empty arena show. So just the optics of that were not good. And the card wasn't great as well. Anyway, uh, other bits and pieces here. February 21st show in Fukushima has been cancelled due to the earthquake. So, Obviously, all, all well wishes to anyone who was affected by that. I hope everyone stays safe. Definitely the right move to call that one off if uh, the circumstances are not safe for everyone involved. Um, I've been just reading a lot of the um, Voices Wrestling reviews. Neil David and J. Michael, who two probably the best writers they have on on the site there, doing their reviews for these Road 2 shows. So they've been a big help because I have these shows on in the background and... I try really hard, Damon, to watch these and have a take. There's got to be a take. Because otherwise, what the fuck are people listening to this shit for? But uh, sometimes there isn't one. Sometimes you just watch it and it's a show that happened. So I recommend people, if you're looking for alternative viewpoints, to check out uh, Neil and, and J. Michael's work there on, on Voice of Wrestling. So let's start off by talking about the new young lion, Yuto Nakashima. We were all excited about seeing him and his debut lasted 
uh, about 15 seconds when I think he had a dislocated elbow and something. Eric said, thoughts on Nakajima's debut? It's got to suck that your debut match lasts all of a few seconds. So, yeah, he's injured now. He's going to be off the rest of the tour. And that is pretty shitty luck. Um, yeah. I was saying on Twitter that if I were Yuya Uemura, I would be leaning into that and talking some trash and saying, like, uh, this punk kid, he couldn't last 10 seconds in the ring with me. You stay away, get back in the dojo, don't come back here, because otherwise I'm going to break your other arm, or something like that. But he didn't. He said, oh, hope you get better soon. I'll be waiting for you. I know he's just a young lion, so maybe he doesn't have the freedom or the flexibility to be able to say something like that. But I'm always of the opinion, if something goes wrong in pro wrestling, you you know, you know try and make uh, Positive habit, lemonade yeah. out of lemons. Yeah. So your thoughts on Yuto Nakashima's bad injury? I, I mean, it's 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 terribly unfortunate. But as you just said, if you think that New Japan is not going to lead into that a little bit, you're sadly mistaken. And whether it's you know uh, a guy touting that he put him out in 15 seconds, or a promotion saying, "Hey, you thought MMA was tough? Check out New Japan Pro." <laughs> you know, uh, it's it's something that's that's that through the history of pro wrestling that, that, that people leaned into when, you know, something like that happens in the ring, people, people find a way to, to incorporate that, whether that's in the storyline or just a, a promotion uh, pushing of themselves. So yeah, it is, it did, what was it? It was just like that, that whole chain reversal spot, wasn't it? Uh, I wasn't even a, it's amazing how you know people talk about high impact moves and dangerous spots and landing on their head and I can't watch this any longer. Guy fucking had his shoulder pop out doing literally something that you I, I feel like I could do with my wife while having sex. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it didn't really seem like it was anything that was uh, too risky. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it wasn't even as if you got some like spectacular gifable or video shot that you right. could use in like a promo package when these guys main event Wrestle Kingdom in a few years' time. It was just a, a scramble that went wrong. But um, yeah, it's a shame we're all excited about him, but we can't delve too deeply in and analyse uh, 10 seconds of, of ring time. So no. yeah, we'll have to put that one on ice. Hope he's back soon. And uh, move on to my next talking point, which was the return of the Empire. And I've missed these boys a lot because they brought all the heat and the, the passion and the fire for New Beginning in Nagoya. They were the highlight of that and it was settled all around Will Ospreay and Okan. And they're back. Jeff Cobb's back as well. Uh, they've got new merchandise. I don't know if you saw Will Ospreay's shirt. Which, uh, I, did. I did. Yeah. Uh, I just, mean, look, here's the thing, though. Like, all right, can I... I just will say this. I hate the fact that Fred Perry shirts got co-opted into this nonsense. I like I, I really like Fred Perry shirts. Uh, but yeah, it looks like uh <laughs> looks like that's been Yeah, maybe now is not the time for that, if if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um Read just reminds me of like uh when I used to go to Arsenal away matches, like going to West Ham away, Upton Park. Walking past some of the bars there, seeing some of the characters inside, and thinking, oh, <laughs> maybe this was a mistake. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what this this gear reminds me of. Um, yeah. So, 
Joel yeah. being nervous walking down. Uh... Oi, mate! <laughs> oh, you gooner. You're a fucking gooner, mate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the matches were fun. Uh, Osprey selling Kojima's machine gun chops, just like Big Daddy Yum Yum. A lot of people on Twitter getting very uh, excited about that. <laughs> you know, as usual. I just like looking at the quote. It's oh, there's such a shit wrestler. <laughs> It's always amusing. Just we're overselling theatrically uh, some chops, but there you go. Uh, Gabe Kidd looking good in these matches. He just can't say enough good stuff about him. He's more and more dynamic and fiery every time I see him. He's, he's starting to work in some new moves that I hadn't noticed before, like a, a second rope drop kick. He's a little schoolboy attempt on Jeff Cobb there. Uh, yeah, you mentioned before Tanahashi saying he's going to astound everyone with where he takes the belt. Is he going to keep the belt against Okan? Who knows? It certainly looks like Okan's got the upper hand. Uh, judging by these four shows that I watched today, back to back, and yeah, Jeff Cobb's back. I'm glad, really glad to see him. It's been a while since we've seen Jeff. Um, great to see him just manhandling everyone, throwing Tanahashi around the ring. And in all four of these matches, Jeff Cobb picked up the pin in every single one of them. Mm. Now he is not booked for anything big for Castle Attack. He's just got tag matches against various combinations of uh, Kojima, Tenzan, Tanahashi. So that. Is probably deliberate. These things usually are in New Japan. So I'm thinking past Castle Attack, what could these four pinfalls mean for Jeff Cobb? Are they setting something up for the anniversary show? Is he maybe being established as a dark horse for the New Japan Cup? I've said before, I'd love to see him as a IWGP heavyweight title challenger. I think he's definitely worthy of that. So definitely uh, keep an eye on Jeff Cobb in the New Japan Cup. I think he's uh, maybe a, a good shout for going deep in the competition. Um, great Okan as well, looking good. He's invited Yotosuji into the Empire. I don't know if anything will come of that, but uh, there we go. The invite is there. And I've just enjoyed seeing the absolute uh, glee of Okan and uh, Osprey and Cobb using the Mongolian chops on Tenzan, knowing that Tenzan can't return fire. And Tenzan, for his part, says that without being able to use the chops, what's the point in carrying on? So I think he might retire soon, maybe on one of uh, an upcoming Korakon show, maybe at the anniversary show. I don't know, but it seems like he won't be sticking around for too much longer. So, uh, Damon, your thoughts on the return of the Empire? Um, You're right about Jeff Cobb. I'm, I'm excited to see what title he's going to be walking out <laughs> post-match and challenging for because we know that's what's happening right um imagine that imagine imagine you know if you build up jeff cobb to a certain degree you got yourself a nice monster and our current iwgp heavyweight champion correct me if i'm wrong joel is tailor made for jeff cobb right I mean, Jeff Cobb has, 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 has improved tremendously in my eyes in the past year, year and a half. But even a, before that, we always talked about Jeff kind of likes to have a guy who can bump around for him and, and uh, do a little bit of the crazy lifting, allowing Jeff to toss a guy around. Uh I'm excited if that's the case, if that's the route, if that's the, the uh, if that's the path we're going down. Jeff Cobb, Abush, that would be really fucking fun. And I, and I think he'll go deep in New Japan Cup. I think he'll go deep in New Japan Cup, sure. And again, those four 
tag matches that that he's able to pull. If, if, if he's getting a pin on every single one of them, you know they got something up their sleeves. So, yeah, it'll be fun. Um, I like the Empire. I, I like the I, I like I just like the I like the look of it. Like they, I like the look of that faction more than I like just about any other one. Um, I just there's there maybe it's the freshness of it. Maybe it's but I, I just like who they have in that faction. And I, because I, because I just find them to be very, very interesting, um, and the whole dynamic of it. So, and again, maybe it's the freshness of it, but for me, I'm all in on this. Um, and I think New Japan is too. I mean, I don't, I don't think we know New Japan is too. So, um, and I like the fact that to a large degree, a lot of the spotlight is on what might be considered the B team. Of the Empire, right? It's not all on Will Ospreay. It's it's a lot is on Ocon, and a lot is on Jeff Cobb. Even more feels like right now is on Jeff Cobb. And I like the way you know for all the 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 the, the, the hand waving we've been doing lately when it comes to these multiple fucking shows at Corican. Uh, the booking of the Empire I've enjoyed. The booking of the Empire I think has been. Pretty great. I don't have. A, I I enjoy that a lot. So, uh, if 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 we're going to give flowers uh, to the booking committee, I think for that alone, I think they're doing a good job. The next person I wanted to talk about is El Fantasmo, who mm. has been front and center on these shows, you know, doing his heel shtick with the loaded boot and the back rakes and all of that stuff so a lot of questions about him Louis says where does El Fantasma's nipple twist move rank in the top moves of wrestling list mm-hmm. uh, Sarah says anyone else increasingly terrified that they're going to have ELP cheat to win the belt from Hiromu thus denying us the guaranteed epic of Hiromu versus Ibushi at the anniversary show Luke says what is going to be the payoff to the ELP boot controversy um, I mean do, putting all those shenanigans to one side I think there have been some good signs on these four shows that Hiromu and El Fantasmo can have a better match than they did at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, Hiromu actually made a little cardboard IWGP Junior Heavyweight title belt for El Fantasmo, which uh, oh. it didn't survive today's show, unfortunately. But uh, I'm starting to see a bit of chemistry uh, built up between these two guys. That makes me more optimistic for their match coming up at Castle Attack. So what do you think, Damon? El Fantasmo and his... I mean, we're going to do a full preview of Castle Attack next week, but just your, your early thoughts on this feud... Well, I think everybody's concerned with what we're going to see in the ring. And let's be honest here. We haven't necessarily been blown away by what we've seen in the ring. Um, Here's the thing. You you know what you're going to get. And if 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 that's not what gets you up in the morning, it's going to be a tough one. Right, and you know you're going to get nipple tweaks, and you're going to get back scratches, and you're going to get him walking the ropes, and you're going to get all that, and probably in spades. Right, and you're going to get that. You're going to get that hand over fist. Uh So I think you got to be prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to the person who questioned, are, are we going to see a title change here? 
look, I think they know they have a, a match that people would be thrilled to see in Hiromu and Ibushi. Do you? Th- uh, let's just let's just focus on that part first, Joel. Do you think that New Japan has the guts to drop that title, put it on El Fantasmo, with the idea of we're not doing Ibushi Hiromu? I do. I think there is. Me too. I, I would give like a forty percent chance. Actually, maybe even higher than that. Just uh, for Val Fantasmo winning the belt, just because if Hiromu wins, who's left? There aren't really any credible challenge for him. It would seem that to me that he's cleaned out the division, unless they got something else up their sleeve. I, I would give uh, El Fantasmo actually. I'm gonna yeah, a sixty percent chance of uh, winning. Yeah. Okay. Over half, according to my math. Uh, I think it's. I think I'm. I'm kind of in that in that ballpark. And unfortunately, it's kind of like where we were talking about with the junior tag straps, where having it moved was you know easier than you know. Now you have built-in challengers. Um, so we'll have double champion. Are you thinking, or do you think uh, junior title? Ma- Title junior tag titles get dropped before he picks up a win. Well, that I think could be the biggest tip off over which way the the singles title match is going to go because right. I think that the junior tag title match is in the the Friday before Castle Attack at Coracle. So if that changes hands, and I suspect it might, because they're building up quite a bit on the the fact that Bushi and Hiromu have never won the junior tag titles together. I mean, Bushi obviously has held them before with Shingo, but Hiromu has never been a junior tag uh, champion. So that could be the direction. I mean, if you're going to put the the singles one on ELP and and build him up and have Hiromu chasing it, then in the interim, why don't you have Hiromu holding the tag belts? Right. Yeah. All right. So sorry, person who asked that question. (laughs) You You might be disappointed. Because uh, yeah, I I, it, I mean, looking at it, it does feel like that's a that's a strong possibility, and I think both me and Joel over fifty percent feeling of yeah, that's going to happen. So, hmm? <laughs> I mean, look, I like the guy. I like the guy on commentate uh, on, on, on commentary. I like the guy on uh, you know doing color commentating. I can't say I'm I'm a massive fan in ring. Right now, and it's not that he, I feel like he can't go. I mean, I think a lot of people know he can go. He's just the style, just not not for me. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing slab packs from Arena Club. The only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun 
And sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, ah, hey, look at some random cards or whatever. But if you're really in this game to, to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs. And it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. And you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying... Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off again that's arena club.com slash vow net arena club.com slash vow net for 10 percent off your first purchase on arena club and we thank them for sponsoring the voices of wrestling podcast network I, I, we, we've seen the template for excellent el fantasma singles matches like yeah. the the osprey match uh was it king of pro wrestling in 2019 Give me something like that, and less of the just pure shenanigans. I mean, obviously the shenanigans are going to be a part of it, but I would like to see some of his actual wrestling chops as well, because we know he's a good wrestler. We've seen him wrestle. He's he's had quality matches, even in New Japan. The Rocky Romero match, excellent. So they are capable of it, and I'm optimistic that they're going to have a better match around this time. Um, Moving on to his LIJ teammate, Shingo Takagi, who has four wins and picked up three pinfalls in those four wins in these four mm. shows Naito got the other one but Shingo has nothing booked for Castle Attack so again similar along the lines of Jeff Cobb what if anything do you read into Shingo Takagi picking up three pinfalls in four shows okay what tournament we got right around the corner begins with an N mm. and so there is a story there because if we stick with Ibushi then Ibushi will have beaten Naito and Sanada and maybe if he might even beat Hiromu at the anniversary show so we've got like a neat little story of him going through LIJ mm-hmm. so maybe Shingo could be the guy to stop him Shingo wins the New Japan Cup challenges at uh, Sakura Genesis yeah, possibilities there right I mean listen uh, let's put it this way when we have to do our little uh, pickums and our, our 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 brackets, I can't wait to get out my notebook for my bracket. Uh, you'd be a fool to not have Jeff Cobb Shingo at the uh, moving deep into your New Japan Cup. Let's put it that way. 
I want to talk about Torriano versus Chase Owens. Oh! They have laid out their stipulations for their upcoming KOPW match. I can't wait. Let, Chase wait, wait, can, I ge- can I guess? Yeah? Can I guess? Because I don't know. I don't know it off the top of my head. Uh, so so they they both asked for stipulation. I didn't know the one was a Texas death match, right? Or no, what, uh, a bull rope match, was it? Yes. So that was Chase's proposal, uh, a Texas strap match where... To win, you have to touch all four corner pads consecutively. Oh. You will never guess, Damon, Toriano's unique twist on Chase's proposal. Well, it's got to be fucking, he's removing the, the turnbuckle of some way, right? So there's Correct. not going to be turnbuckle? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So whoever removes the last turnbuckle pad wins with ah. them strapped together. So the strap ah. is a, a constant between their two proposals. And uh, Yano's proposal is, I think it's up 70%. So it seems likely that we're going to have a YTR-style uh, strap match. Oh, God almighty. As, as, I mean, as if... I, I tell you what, I hated those, you know, those bull rope or those strap matches that where you had to pull them across four corners. I hated those growing up. Oh, my God. They were the, they were my least favorite stipulation matches. Hated them. They were, ugh, just touching four corners. So stupid. Uh, <laughs> give me a scale one to ten you excited, your excitement for the eye. So they have to go around to the, – the turnbuckles will be there. They have to undo the turnbuckle. That would be the equivalent of dragging them to the corner, right? Yeah, I think the difference would be, I don't think for Yano's stipulation, you would have to remove them all consecutively. I think it's just whoever removes the last one is the winner. Oh, okay, right. So, right, because in the the traditional, you had to complete the fucking square. Right, right. And if you missed it on three, you started over, right. Uh, Okay, Uh, again, one to ten, Joel. How how hard is your cock over this thing? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, usually when we get straps and... But I'm not uh, terribly excited for this. Yeah. But you know, it's an undercard comedy yellow match. At least it's not permeating deeper down the card. If if this KOPW thing just stays as the wacky Yano undercard match title, then whatever. It's it's it is what it is. I know this is an old man complaint, but I'm going to give it anyway because I'm an old man. Old man. Um, I hate gimmick matches without blood. If you're going to have a gimmick match, don't you need somebody? I don't know. Like, I, I just... Like the Osprey Kojima match. It's like the two two ends of the gimmick spectrum, isn't it? Where that one was hard-hitting, it was brutal... Uh, the feuds I thought merited that kind of match, and then you got the other end of the spectrum where it's wacky shenanigans matches. Right. It's like, like when you have a match that incorporates a stipulation where there's a weapon involved, and I know, I know, we haven't seen it in years. Trust me, I don't, I don't even know why I'm, I'm complaining about this. This is like complaining about. I don't. Why don't we have horses pull? I hate cars. I get it, but like, it just if you have a, a gimmick in the ring and it's, I don't know. I just kind of feel like you need something. All right, I'll get off it because even I'm listening to myself thinking right, it's, it's 2021. We're not bleeding, asshole. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
What are you, a maniac, a barbarian? I would love it. <laughs> Toriyano versus Chase Owens for KOPW in the right. Yano Toru style strap match becoming an absolute fucking bloodbath. <laughs> Both of them just pissing Claret all over the ring. Oh my God. <laughs> Humanity. Just, just fucking bleeding like two stuffed pigs. Oh, that, now that would be something. They just fucking. Oh. Chase has got blades taped in his fucking finger. He's chopping. Yeah, he gets everywhere. Full couch. Kicking the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> fucking light tubes. Ah, oh, now that would be something. That would be something. Ah, oh. shall we, we move on? on? I uh, I would like to talk to you about Tangaloa, who oh. got the winning pinfall in the main event last night, and cut the closing in-ring promo. It was the first person to get on the mic, and oh. I cannot remember another time where Tangaloa was standing victorious at the end of a show with a microphone in his hand. Um, I'm sure listeners are going to be like, oh, he did it last week, asshole. And <laughs> I'm sure it's out there. But still, uh, yeah, he was on the mic here, got the winning pinfall. He has a singles match coming up against Yoshihashi, which we're both excited about. Do you think we should read into anything here? Do you think Tangaloa looks like he's in line for a bit of a push? You were saying that before. Right? You were saying that like the world it's what the world wants. Singles match. Yeah, I mean a push, I don't know, but like does that does that pretty much confirm him in New Japan Cup? Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you. Is he in New Japan Cup? And if so, how deep does he go? Do you have him I mean, let's assume there's a thirty two man field. Do you have him maybe making the last eight? not be a bad idea um wow when you just said that out loud i was like wow 32 fucking guys in this tournament 32 that seems like doesn't that seem like a lot yes with not being allowed to bring in people as freely as they have done in previous years right might be a bit of a struggle it might be all right but yes, to answer your question, um, or at least the Sweet Sixteen, he'll be he'll be in. But eight, yeah, I would go so far as eight. So give me your eight. Give me your eight that you feel sh- should be in the final eight, <laughs> as I eloquently speak. Uh, so I'm saying Shingo. I'm going to say Jeff Cobb. I'm going to say I'll say Tangaloa. There's three. Uh, what do you think? Do you think Osprey. nobody Osprey? Yeah, I'm thinking people who don't have titles because usually that's the case, right? Usually, a lot of times we don't see um, title holders. What about Zach? Zach is king of New Japan Cup. Hmm. Bit of rehab from uh, the tag title disappointment. Yeah, maybe Tanahashi. I'm thinking you need somebody like that. Like, you need a glue guy. Um, how about Okada? Uh, I You might have commitments then. You might have some dates in Jacksonville. <laughs> 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 He's not going to be there then. Not doing New Evil? Up. I think Evil's in there, yeah. Uh-huh. All right, that's so seven. If we if we said all right, so we'll just say Okada slash Tanahashi in that in that sixth spot, right? 
uh, evil, okay? And I need one more. Uh, two more. How many do we need? I need one more. Uh, Great Ocon? Ocon. I don't know if he will, he will qualify. I mean, if he's a champion. You know, that's, okay, Great Ocon. We're going, I'm putting all three of the Empire boys in there. Yeah. How about Tai Chi? I, I was tempted to say him, but I think he might still be in a bit of a funk after being possessed by the demonic spirit of the Iron Fingers, which is oh. the most compelling storyline of New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> How disappointed are you with this? 2021. Do you, hate, do you hate your life because of this? Because of what? Because of this nonsense. It's not nonsense. That your boy it's, is it's, it's a very compelling story, Dave. Really? Really? I okay. watched a movie yesterday called basket case with uh, about a man who carries in a basket the uh, his ex Siamese twin that was surgically removed <laughs> from, from his body as a child and he opens the basket and the little the, the Siamese twin pops out and kills people and that I thought was uh, an effective and dramatic and compelling story so my bar for good stories is pretty low so oh my this, lord let me just clear that up. I'd strongly recommend anyone who's fat fans of horror movies definitely check out Basket Case. It's really good. Do you get nightmares watching that shit? Like, do you get? Like, I used uh, to. When I, like, I watched um, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre when I was way too young. I was like, I don't know, about twelve or something. I really shouldn't have watched it. And that, yeah, that really traumatized me because it's fucking scary. One of it is probably my favorite film. It's right up there with RoboCop, RoboCop, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Probably my two favorite films. Ah, uh, so the classic. I, I used to, but now I think I I don't like seeing things that are just like torture porn or, or gore. I'm I'm a little bit squeamish, but uh, I don't think that's a prerequisite of a good horror film. And being scared and being disgusted are uh, two very different things to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get angry when I get scared. Like you know how like you like around Halloween time they have um, you know those haunted hay rides or uh, shit like that, right? And, you know, people jump out and scare you and fucking you walk through this dark hallway and somebody fucking jumps out. Like, I'm ready to swing at that point. Like, if somebody scares me, I'm throwing punches. Like, that's my natural reaction. Like, I don't like being scared. I don't fucking, I don't. And well, like, I, I would argue that that's being startled, not being scared. And okay. again, that, that opens up a whole other debate about the value of jump scares in horror movies and whether they constitute being a, a, an effective strategy or if it's just a cheap way of, of startling your audience. And Is that uh, an actual that, conversation? That is. Uh, there's a really good video uh, by Scaredy Cats on YouTube about jump scares. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if anyone's interested in wow. that, then check that out. People, I mean, not for nothing. That's pretty, you're, that's, isn't it amazing how every genre and every little thing that people have interest in they find that I mean that is a creative debate I, I trust me in my entire life on on this planet earth have i ever thought of okay the difference between being scared and a jump we go to jump scare i've never even contemplated if there is a difference or if one of them is worth has more merit than the other but now that you mention it okay like that's that's amazing. Like every right. fucking I mean, thing anyone has can something. do that. Just like quiet, 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 quiet. Ah, like that's. Right. I don't think that requires any real skill or art to to be able to pull off. Um, right. But uh, I, I'm not saying they have no place in the horror genre. I think one 
used effectively, they can be a, a good way of relieving tension in a film. But um, again, mm. <laughs> you know, you know, you know my way. Else. You know my way. Really relieving tension in a film. <laughs> good old Riley Reed. Um, I had a friend who. I mean, I guess he's still my friend. I haven't talked to him in a while, but um, he was really into the horror stuff, like really into it. Um, so much so that he tried to make a movie. He tried to make a movie um, that uh, that I don't believe ever got off the ground. But like the concept of it was pretty cool. But he would constantly promote it. Like, like I couldn't hear about. It. Like I just every time. I see that that per- saw that person. It was that fucking movie. I was like, I, I, we, and, it, and Joel, this was years. It wasn't like six months. I, oh, I got this guy idea for a movie. I'm going to do. No, this was seven, ten years of hearing about this fucking movie that never got made. <sighs> oh, well. All right. Where are we going? A <laughs> uh, little diversion here. I want to talk about a show because he was pinned by Dick Togo. On uh, oh, one of these shows, but he got his win back tonight. But again, here's another person. Nothing but for castle attack. So I was wondering why this little sort of storyline diversion with show getting pinned by Dick and then getting his win back. Is that just they just doing that to fill up time? Uh, do you think there is something in the works for show? Should there be, or do you think he kind of shat the bed against Hiromu and needs to be put put on ice for the time being? There was some talk about him actually being in a tag team with Master Watto, which... <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know if anyone deserves that, but, uh, yeah, thoughts on show. <laughs> I don't know. He's in, a, he's in a tough spot because I... Uh, I'm, I'm, I And I mean, still am high on him. Like, I still... But, but it feels like if we're trying to jump on current events, his stock has dropped. Uh I mean, there was, that, I mean, there was a really interesting discussion on the Voice of Wrestling flagship, and they said pretty much the same thing we did, that uh, Sho and Hiromu went out and tried to have the classic 35-minute New Japan-style main event, and it didn't fit either of them. Right. Um, Hiromu is better suited at junior-style sprints, and uh, Sho, yeah, I, I think likewise, he's better in a shorter, high-paced, high-intensity match, and that wasn't it. So I think there's, there should be lessons learned from that match. Um but yeah, it's difficult to say what what do you do with show now because he's not really. You wait for yo. That's yeah. what you're doing. You know what I mean? That's what it kind of feels like they're doing. They're just spinning the wheels right now, waiting for fucking yo to get back. Um, which I think would be a great feud. Those two. That might that that might. I mean, unfortunately, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a Sean and Marty situation where one guy. Or a for a New Japan comparison, a Naito Yujiro um, situation, but yeah, I mean that's kind of what it feels like. It feels like he's he's in a holding pattern. I don't know why they do that, where they feel like they have to have I, maybe to make a pro wrestler mo, more more well rounded. Like 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 if we see that and we know that when we're talking about you know styles and really their strengths and their weaknesses and stuff like that. Like, how can they not see that? Like, that match... And again, we're a bunch of fucking nerds talking about, you know, on a podcast and, you know... 
Voices of Wrestling are the same, and and you know, King is uh, keeping a strong style the same, and Reddit the same to a large degree. And they're not doing things to please us, with or at least with the intentions to please us. But they they don't see that. Like, why do they fucking try to put a, a square peg in a round hole? I I think I don't think Hiromi's terrible at it. To be fair, I'm a lot more high on him and his output than. Uh, other people are and I think if he is going to get there like if if he is going to be the next big heavyweight star and he's going to be escalated you know I hate to use the word promoted but you know moving up to the heavyweight division then that is something that New Japan wants their heavyweight stars to have in their locker they've got to be able to work that kind of match um, you know maybe but, but he, I, I, with, a, with be a better opponent really Hiromu might is? be able to do it do you really think he's going to be a heavyweight the guy is not he's just physically not big enough to be a heavyweight and he's perfect. He's like literally reinventing the junior heavyweight division. Like, he, does he have to be a heavyweight? Is that the end goal? He has to be a heavyweight? No. Uh, if it was up to me, I think just having him as the junior ace and elevating that division and making that championship a main event worthy uh, attraction is uh, a great goal in and of itself. Yes. I think that's a tremendous goal. Like he's doing things that other people have never been able to do, um, and he has the opportunity to do that. Uh, I I mean, to to force him into something that here's what we want for Hiromo. Here's what I want from Hiromo. Here's what I want from Hiromo. Main event, a a massive show. As a junior, that that should be the goal. Because to sit there and to shoehorn him into being a heavyweight, for what? Like, if you can get the best out of him in his most comfortable environment, why do we... I mean, I know it's it's a perception that there's this line in the sand of juniors versus heavies, and heavies are always going to be more important. But that's just conditioning. That's just that's just re-education. And, and I don't know. I just... And, and actually, this was more for show, where I was saying you're jamming him in in you know a thirty minute main event style match. That I don't just I just don't think that's his strong point. All right. Well, the last people I wanted to touch on was this whole main event scene going down with uh, Ibushi, and more specifically Naito. There was some fun stuff actually with him mocking Yuji Nagata and you know mocking the Blue Justice. Uh, hand signals and I just love seeing dickhead Naito even he was even doing that while Nagata was like wrenching his arm <laughs> like pulling his shoulder out of his socket he's still doing the shithousery which is always fun from Naito and I was just curious about well first of all Yuji Nagata being put in these main events and Naito actually injured his knee so he was taken off today's cards so the tag match was replaced with a Sanada and Yuji Nagata singles match and they had met once before. Liam from the Discord pointed this out. The only other time they met in singles competition was not in New Japan Pro Wrestling, Damon. Do you know where oh. it was? I'll say All Japan Pro Wrestling. It was in All Japan. Can you guess? It was quite a big stage. One of their biggest matches of the year. What, ye- what do you want? What year? Um... No, g- give me the stage. The, the... Was, it a ch- was it a Champions Carnival tournament? It was a Champions Carnival final. Can you guess Ooh. the year? Christ, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, 2013? 
2011, 10 years oh. ago, when they last met in a singles match. So uh, it was actually really good. I was impressed. I thought it would be because I just would love to see more of Yuji Nagata in singles action. I think he's a, an underused commodity in New Japan. But I was just wondering the fact that he had been put in these spots in main events, if that was just, you know, he was the only guy left over, or if there was a bit more to it that maybe he's another guy who might be popping into the New Japan Cup having a cheeky little run to the last eight maybe you want to throw Yuji Nagata in there but uh, yeah he had uh, yeah I thought it was a very good match with Tanada tonight uh, some great sequences with Shingo in their tag matches in the last few days uh, so there was that and also Naito his he's had a few chances to do some in-ring promos and backstage promos talking about his logic for changing for the Intercontinental title and after having listened to him explain himself mm-hmm. it makes even less sense than it did last <laughs> week I don't know what the fuck he's talking about he's going he's saying like he doesn't want the belts merged he wants to win the Intercontinental title and then he won't defend it for six months and then he's going to retire it and he wants to be the one to retire it but then if he wins both belts he wants to defend them separately I just it was oh. giving me a headache trying to make sense of it and Naito is a guy whose promos I like usually he, he sort of cuts the promos in this almost sort of calculated logical way where he's laying out exactly what his thought processes are and you listen to that and you think oh yeah you know this guy you know, he knows what he's talking about but this this was not one of them this thing is just a, a, a big old mess uh, you so know he's got I'd a, have I'd have more respect for Naito if he just went out there and said, you know what, I like the the Intercontinental title because it matches my cool white jacket. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, if they just left it at that, I really just think that the fucking belt is sharp, and I I, I like that one better. Like, I would have more respect for this whole entire nonsense if he just said that. Bash asks, if Naito does win the IC belt or Castle Attack, does he go after the heavy belt again and have his dreams of defending both titles separately? Who gives a fuck? I know, that's, that was my response. I don't care anymore. Um, I'm not taking it as given that Naito wins that match. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But I'm really just sick and bored of all the discussions about the IC title and the heavyweight title because, um, yeah, it's boring. <laughs> so it's boring. I don't know if you have anything to say about that or, or maybe talk to me about Yuji Nagata a bit and his use in the last four shows and whether you think that is a, a signifier of other stuff to come. Uh, because, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I'll, I'll touch on both. So Yuji, here's what New Japan does that I do enjoy is that they'll take the, they'll give those dads, as we like to call them, time off, put them back on the, on the front burner, you know, other guys can rest up and, you know, they don't have the spotlight on them. Uh, but they come and go. And I like that. Because, again, I think Nagata can fucking still go. Like, he could st- – like, of all of them, I, you know, I, I feel like he's he's one that I thoroughly enjoy. And even Kojima, too. Um, the fucking belt situation. He, the, no one – it's nonsense because no one cares. <laughs> right. And and everyone sees through it. You cannot talk your way out of it. You cannot I don't care what Chris Charlton is gonna post. I don't care what Kevin Kelly is gonna try and sell. I don't care. It is nonsense. The the preposterous idea of Naito saying, Okay, I want to go for the secondary belt when you if you beat the guy, you get the top belt. Like, it just makes, especially the guy who wanted the fucking double domes to begin with. So, okay, whatever. Uh, it, look, 
again, I would have more respect if he just said, I, I, I find that belt really cool. Like, I just like it. And, and I like the fact that Shinsuke held it. And I like the fact that, uh, that, you know, Abushi held it. I like the fact that I, not for nothing, my name has been kind of associated with it. So I, I'm going to fight for that belt and, and just literally left it at that. All right, Thank sorry, you. I thought you were going to talk about Yuji Nagata a bit more there, but let's move no, on I then. Uh, Andy says, do you think Tenzan's role as an overbearing father figure is leading to Watto turning on him, maybe even fitting in as the junior for Empire, seeing as they don't care for him? Uh, that's Tenzan either. So uh, do you think, yeah, Tenzan is going to be used as a, a tool for Watto's eventual heel turn? Uh, <laughs> I mean, how do you turn that into a heel? Do you, I mean, right? <laughs> I mean, that seems... I don't know. Like he's I know Tenzon is a hundred and seven years old, but his whole entire gimmick is being tough as nails. A bull, if you will. And and I don't care if he's a hundred and six. That bull should beat Master Watto, unless Master Watto has uh, a machine gun. <laughs> and he's mowing down people. Like that's the only way Master Watto should beat Tenzon. Um again, if we're doing heavyweights versus juniors. Uh look. Would you give a single shit about a Master Watto Tenzon feud? No. Zero. No. I- I'm good. Okay, sorry, baby uh, activity. Going on. Cool. Uh, Mark Eam says, when Naito wins the IC title, over on the chance of Osprey coming out and attacking him. Um, I mean, he's going to be in the mix for the heavyweight title. And yeah, I, I think the, the IC title that no, it feels Naito Osprey feels bigger than that. It feels like that's being saved for something. Yeah, I, I don't think Intercontinental title is Osprey's future. Jackson says, is New Japan interested in any wrestlers from other companies? There must be at least two great guys in All Japan, Noah, Dragon Gate, that can shake things up. Uh, now, obviously, the the sort of the politics of Japanese wrestling dictates that people don't move freely between companies like that. Uh, the people that have moved from those companies to New Japan, the likes of Taiji Ishimori, or Shingo Takagi have sort of backdoored their way in by saying like, oh, I'm going to be freelance now and work internationally. And oh, look, I've ended up in New Japan. So <laughs> a direct jump from one of those companies to New Japan, I, I can't see it happening. I mean, maybe if one of those companies goes out of business, I don't know, all Japan's books, if they're looking too healthy at the moment. But uh, yeah, I, I would not expect to see any direct uh, moves from one of those to New Japan. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, I mean, there's always been that kind of thing where people can work other shows. Like we see Tai Chi on other, you know, on, on shows and we've seen El Desperado on shows and we've seen Yuji Nagata hold, you know, all Japan's tag straps. Um, but yeah, the idea of someone jumping ship signing with New Japan, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a little bit bigger of a deal when that happens. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't hold my breath for that. I'll tell you what. There was one guy that I was ta- thinking of the other day. And right now, he just seems like, speaking of impact, he was just floundering around. 
and I really enjoyed his time in All Japan. And that's Joe Doring. Wouldn't Joe Doring be fucking pretty great in New Japan? I mean, I, I don't want a fantasy book here, but like it just seems like that that's a guy that, that might be that's out there that feels like a bit of a free agent. Um and now with an impact relationship. Like that's one guy I would really love to see in New Japan. We'll have a look at his cage match and actually see what he's been doing recently. Yeah. I think he's um, like in some faction in, in Impact. Mm, like yeah. he's just a name that, that isn't really – nobody really talks about. But, man, two or three years ago, this guy was fucking – people were looking at him. Yeah, he had – yeah, he's been working a few Impact matches this year. Um, he had one match last year. And then, yeah, his last All Japan match was Real World Tag League in December of 2019. So, yeah, that would be, I, I think, a good addition. Yeah. Japan and Japan in general, they like their big uh, foreign hostile wrestlers. So yeah, yeah, interesting name thrown out there. I want to see Ayato Yoshida. I don't know what the fuck is going on there, but he looked so promising when he was in New Japan. And then from, I may have this completely wrong, but he's in exile because of Takamichinoku because he Taka couldn't keep it in his pants. Uh, that's no. my understanding of it. Please do correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the way I saw it. But uh, yeah, I would love to see him. Come back to New Japan in some capacity, but um, there you go. Um, New Japan strong. We had uh, JR Kratos squashing Jordan Clearwater. I want to see more of this, Damon. I, w- I like squash matches. Squash matches are fun. I said months yeah. ago that I wanted like a, a little monster run for one of these big dudes to build to a bigger match, and it looks like they're doing it now. I don't know if they what they've got planned later down the road for JR Kratos, but you know they should be doing more of this, like making the monsters seem like monsters rather than pairing them off with other monsters where they seem <laughs> normal sized by comparison uh, we right. have Bateman defeating Clark Connors very physical match they're really laying into each other taking some proper physical punishment they're hurting each other and I just found it interesting that uh, Ren Narita beat Bateman but Clark Connors didn't so just again showing you that um, Clark is still a young lion and Ren Narita isn't even if he still looks like one and Narita did look good in the main event so Maddie keeps handing me things <laughs> does not respect the sanctity of the podcast there um, main event there was a, a tag match with TJP and Ren Narita against Chris Dickinson and uh, Danny Limelight which was really good I mean the matches are always good on strong uh, I thought it was noticeable for TJP eating the pin rather than Narita so they are doing their best to establish that Narita is a, a proper wrestler now he's one of the big boys even though he's still dressed like a young lion which I think is a problem I, I would like to see some new gear maybe a bit of a freshen up the gimmick a bit but I'm looking forward to the singles match with Narita against a more heelish Chris Dickinson uh, so yeah he should I think change it up a little bit but uh, good tag match and yeah always I, I think anything involving I mean, you've got f- f- well three veterans out there and then one uh, relatively inexperienced wrestler and yeah just really good stuff there so looking forward to seeing uh, the singles match and that's your New Japan Strong for this week well well, I do know that they did a bunch of tapings I think it was yesterday either yesterday or today they're taping um, a whole new block so I'm sure we'll, we'll get some news out of that um, relatively soon but yeah it was uh, look New Japan Strong it's everyone's favorite. 
Uh, okay, some questions from the Discord then. Raze Collector says, what would you make of a Tanahashi versus Edge match? What would I make of it? <laughs> I mean... I'm, I'm, would it be the greatest I'm, match ever? <laughs> would it be better or be worse than Randy Orton versus Edge? <laughs> um, I, I think Edge is good. Do you think Edge is good? I think Edge is good. Um, I think it'd be good. I mean, I mean, I mean, it would. I think it'd be really good. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. yeah Two fine. very good pro wrestlers. They would go and have a very good pro wrestling match. I'm sure. <laughs> right. Yep. No doubt. Uh, and one's a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. So there you go. Uh, how much is the Bullet Club intellectual property worth? Could you see AEW buying the rights? What kind of price tag and terms? No, no chance. Never going to happen. That is New Japan's cash cow. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, that would be... I think the price that New Japan would ask would be too high. And I think AEW would need to come with an offer that would be too high. It's just, no, it's just, that it's not happening. So I was trying to eat some rotty. Um, if I'm New sorry. Japan does more talent exchanges with AW, who from their roster would you think New Japan would gravitate towards in addition to Mox? Mox, Kenny, um, Jericho, Cody. I think the, the names that you all already... Everybody that you would assume they would gravitate toward... Let me try some more. Uh, Pac, sure. Phoenix... Sure. Maybe Pentagon. Sure. Um, well, I mean, wait a minute. Are they? Are they? Are they? Are they? Are they AAA guys? Or are they? Oh I don't, yeah, I'm that's not, the I don't. Point. If they're AAA, then there's no chance. Yeah. Um, there was another guy. What's his name? Oh, uh, the little fella. Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Wears makeup on half of his face. Oh, uh, Darby. Yeah, that's it, Darby Allen. I like him. Yeah, he's pretty good. You like him? He's up. Yeah. He's up. He's up your alley. Like, like doing little kick flips with him. Yeah. Huh? He, he, yeah. I'll, let, I'll let him invest the super genius. He's allowed. He he's come. allowed in. Yeah. Okay. How about Lance Archer? Uh, invest the super genius. I come. <laughs> <That'd be awesome. laughs> I'm not sure you'd have to cut a bit wet. <laughs> really, just an emaciated Lance Archer. <laughs> really yeah. He just oh, makes weight now. <laughs> These waves are killing me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god, that'd be hilarious! Oh my god, just skinny, just completely skinny, and uh I just made weight. Yeah. <laughs> His pro right. is like, I've just been puking and shitting and pissing out every <laughs> excess. I, I, I have no I water in my body whatsoever. <laughs> I'm just completely I'm made out of sawdust. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, is Will Ospreay the Jose Canseco of New Japan? Don't know what that means, Damon. Can you explain it for me? I know who Jose Canseco is, but I don't know why he would be considered that. Like, I don't know the the connection that this person's going. Who who wrote that question? Same, had to be same Nicole. person, base collector. I, oh, really? We, I don't have any other more questions. Well, actually, I have one question that was sent direct to my DMs, and I don't know if it was intended to be. Uh-oh. discussed on the show but it is quite an interesting one that I would like to discuss with you uh oh about with me yeah uh-oh. are we airing dirty laundry on the fucking air no it's a quite a oh, thoughtful okay. one I thought so oh. this is from Joe the last question here when you and Damon disagreed on the Tai Chi Iron Fingers bit and Damon laid into how much he hated it even after you gave your thought out praise in the match did that hurt your feelings I ask because I've been thinking about this kind of thing recently. If two buddies who like the same thing disagree on a facet of it, can they agree to disagree and leave it at that, or do feelings come into play? So, I my feelings weren't hurt at all because I 
we disagreed about lots of stuff in the past. I think this podcast would be really boring if we did agree about everything. So I'm sure there have been other times where I've been really high on something that you haven't. And no, I don't take that personally at all. I think that's part of the fun, isn't it? That uh, people like different things. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think, Damon? Have you ever had experiences where there's been something that you have really loved and then someone whose opinion you've respected has hated it and that's upset you at all? I've had... So I'm going to give you two versions, if you don't mind, because, you know, I got 25 minutes to kill. <laughs> um, um, so in, in, in a real life scenario, I'm more disappointed when I learn about people in my life that have feelings about the world that really don't necessarily correlate with what I feel being a good human being is. Um, and when I hear that from people that I like based off of other interests, that is when that like that hurts me personally. I will say that. And that and that's happened very recently. And it's so disappointing. Like it's just like so like you don't know what to do with that. Like you try to be an adult and you try to like, but when you hear nutty shit, you, it stuns you. Like it really just stuns you. And you find yourself trying to figure out how to deal with that moving forward. Um, And I still haven't 100% come to grips with it how this is going to be addressed. So that's one part. So so it, when it comes to disagreements with that, that's harder for me. Pro wrestling, no. I mean, I, I've said a thousand times that I wanted, if I were going to do a show post-Purecast, that I needed to have someone who made me think differently, that made me Again, to sit here and agree on everything and circle jerk all day long to me sounds incredibly boring. <laughs> that is like ninety percent of the podcast we fed. <laughs> <laughs> but now, but then there's the, the times that we don't. Again, one of the great things about this podcast is the the awakening for me of of a guy like Tai Chi, or um, just understanding points. I may not always agree with it. And it, I might not always come to that side and be like, "Yep, I'm a fan of that style of wrestling," or I'm. But like, of, if anything, what that does is it gives me a greater appreciation for people to enjoy the same product I am for different reasons. Look, I was the asshole music snob who, if you didn't like these bands, you're a fucking idiot. And blah, 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 blah. And my worst fights and my worst evenings were over that nonsense. Like, like whatever the fuck you like. Who cares? And, like, and, and no one cares what I like. Who cares? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you like what you like, like it. I don't give a fuck. I, it gave me, this, this show gave me a, 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 it opened my eyes to a completely new audience that I never would have even known existed, to be frank, 
that follows the same product, watches the same matches, and enjoys it just as much as I do for completely different reasons. And if the show ended tomorrow, that would be one of the greatest pluses of doing the Super J cast. How's that? Great. Brilliant. I'm touched that uh, Super J cast has brought such a well-rounded appreciation of the product for you, Damon. I mean, you're looking at other... Outside of wrestling, are there any other... I'm, I'm thinking of a time when uh, Mally and I used to watch movies together. Obviously, that <laughs> that doesn't happen now. When I showed her The Exorcist, which uh. I thought is why, you know, I, I love The Exorcist. I think it's a very scary film. And she just laughed all the way through it. She was just, like, chuckling at the, <laughs> what I thought was some of the scariest scenes. And I was really disappointed. I was like, oh, I thought you were going to be horrified at this because Thai people sort of are into ghost stories and things like that. I was like, yeah, this one's really going to fuck her up. But she was just no sold it completely and just mocked me telling her oh Joel thought this is the scariest film ever it was ridiculous there's this little girl and then this happens <laughs> so oh. yeah there, there have been moments like that where uh, or you know if I've recommended a, a book or a, a song or something to someone I think oh yeah they really like this and then been like eh not right. really my cup of tea where have been like oh that's a shame I, I don't it doesn't hurt my feelings but it can be a bit deflating when you're like oh and it's it's less of the fact that they didn't like the thing you liked. It's more for me, actually, like maybe I don't. I know didn't give them the pleasure well that I thought. Would. Yeah, I didn't give them the joy that I thought it was going to bring them. Yeah, I know. I, I that that I get. Um, music for me, like there'll be bands now that I'll be like, oh my god, you got to listen to this band, and it's you know, it just goes over like a wet fart, and it's like. Oh. I thought you would really like it, <laughs> you know, or, you know, or a Christmas gift. Like usually, I would say, I am a real good Christmas gift giver. Like I really am. Um, now, for the most part, we have a list. Like uh, we don't play the fuck. Like I have a buddy who his wife won't give him a, a list. Won't like he's got to like guess and guess right where there's fucking heat in the house. And I was like, I can't live like that. That's 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 nonsense. That's ridiculous. We have a list. Here's a list. What do you want? I'll get it. But then we have the right to stray off through the list for a couple of things, right? I hit home runs every fucking time. Every fucking time. Well, I can't, I can't say every time, but but these times. Like there was like one or two times in my all my years where whew, I swung in this and you knew it. Like you could just see the fake, oh, I really love it. And you're like, you don't really love it, do you? And it's like, well, it's not really – and it's like, ah, oh, fuck. And you build it up in your head like, ah, oh, I, I think I nailed this one too. Nope, shit the bed. So that that has happened once or twice. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't – for us, no. I mean, sometimes I, sometimes I like the fact that you challenge me to think differently. So, no, I don't – and our listeners – challenge me to think differently now again there's cases where there are people that are just fucking assholes and i was just like you know i even if you came to me with the greatest argument in the world i i don't like the way that you came so go fuck yourself yes i, I still am that dumb dopey guy that 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 thinks that way but like if, if we have a conversation yeah absolutely i mean i i, I want that challenge to a large degree 
And on the, the flip side, sometimes there have been matches where I thought, oh, this has been fucking shit. I hate this match. Me and Damon are probably going to argue about this. And you've hated it as well. <laughs> so that's been oh, yeah. a little bit of a disappointment. Like, oh, but then we have fun burying it together. So it works out in the end for us. So um, yes. there we go. There's your Super Jcast for this week. It's very noisy outside, so I'm going to uh, call it a day. They're redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast if you want to give us some money for all the great content we provide you with very much appreciated discord link is in the show notes at cobra kawaii and pro forward slash super jcast if you want to buy one of our t-shirts what was she doing she's singing the grand old duke of york outside the bedroom um, can she can you get her can, can, can you get her a live can we get a live concert before you close Mali yeah please Mali Mali one come in here come in here Damon wants you on the podcast what <laughs> what do you want me to what do you want her to do Damon I would love the song I would like I Can like a rendition Duke of York for us please for the listeners Oh, the girl of Duke of York, he had a thousand men, he must him up to the top of the hill and must him down again. Yew, yew. When they were up there, but poo poo, when they were down, they were down, poo poo, when they only have a half or down, poo poo. Brilliant. Go ahead. She's going rogue now. Nice, yeah, yeah, I know. I know she's going for an encore. All right, somebody get the hook. Pull her up stage. Somebody right. gong her. <laughs> so, uh, thanks, and it's Dan. You can find on Twitter at LazyHero219. Subscribe to the Voices Wrestling Podcast Network for other great shows. Give us a five-snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the SuperJCast. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and goodbye.